This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Just in time for the holidays, fill your home and your season for less at homedepot.com. With up to 40% off a wide assortment of select bedding and bath linens. Update your bed or bath online, right from the comfort of your own cozy couch. Even get free delivery and flexible returns. How's that for holiday cheer? Up to 40% off. Holiday home decor improved from homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Online only. Free delivery on select items $45 or more. Visit homedepot.com for more information. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee. Ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. Here's the scenario. You're injured in a collision and your insurance company is denying your claim. It happens far too often. If it happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. My team and I work for people just like you. We don't accept cases on behalf of insurance companies, so you and your family can make sure that you're in good hands. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Get Goldfinger today. You know what I want. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Neil Sampson Folk. Today here to detail for you the Raptors' latest win over the San Antonio Spurs. Their first win in San Antonio since 2007, I believe. And on a weird day for basketball, as a lot of the players were grieving the death of a friend, probably, in Kobe Bryant in what was a helicopter crash that resulted in the death of reportedly nine people the pilot of the helicopter among eight others Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna supposedly being two of those people very sad had a widespread effect on the basketball community and whether you like Kobe Bryant or dislike him as a person there are things to be reckoned with with yourself and how you view him whatever it is this is a sad day for his family and for basketball and yeah I think that's all I have to say about that though tough to see and definitely seeing that affect the players that we enjoy and knowing how they looked up to him and were affected by him and impacted by him. And I believe, yeah, I'll just, I'll leave it at that sad day. But the Raptors, to start things off, they had their tribute that they performed and that the Raptors took a 24-second shot clock violation. The Spurs responded by doing the same to honor number 24, Kobe Bryant, of course, And after that happened, it seemed like the Raptors, Pascal Siakam, probably most of all, really took a shine to this game as, you know, a place to perform. Him and Fred Van Vliet, they teamed up for a lot of synergy, I would say, in that they were creating a lot of great shots. Pascal Siakam being the beneficiary of a lot of those, really making good. I think he was 5 of 7 from 3 in that quarter. He scored 25 points. It was the record for the Raptors for the most points ever scored in a quarter for their team. A lot of the ways he was getting open was 
just floating off of and shaping off of the drives that Fred VanVleet was taking into the paint and the Raptors. They, you know, they really had a great quarter. I believe it was 37-20 after the first frame. 37-21, pardon me. And that quarter could only be described as the Pascal Siakam quarter, whether it was him snaking in, getting to the basket for a layup here and there, getting out on the fast break, or spotting up while the Raptors had either side top side action or Fred VanVleet driving and kicking. Either way, Pascal Siakam was the finisher in that quarter. Almost every single shot for the Raptors was from him. And the Raptors, I believe, had scored 22 or 20 at one point, and Pascal had poured in 18 of that. And so it seemed like maybe early on he was going for the, the 81 points that Kobe Bryant so famously scored against the Raptors in 2006, I believe it was, that he scored 81 on the Raptors. But I think that's that's the joke or that's the thing that everybody was thinking about at the time. But the, the Raptors had a great start to the game. Defensively, I think that the Spurs didn't press the Raptors so much. There was a a certain malaise definitely to how the Spurs were playing. DeMar DeRozan looked quite out of it. Understandably, the rest of the Spurs players kind of playing in the same demeanor, and that meant that they weren't pressing the Raptors that much defensively. The 21 points was definitely reflective of their energy, but after that first quarter, after that first lull, they kind of found their way in the game, and they I think they beat the Raptors in the middle two quarters, and that was behind, I think, DeMar DeRozan getting a better feel for the game being able to put the Raptors on their back foot a little bit. He's, you know, he's been averaging somewhere close to 26 points, six rebounds, six assists on nearly 60% shooting over the last 17 games. These crazy stats. And so the Raptors, they they respect that and they fear that a little bit and his acumen for driving and getting into the paint. And so the Spurs, they have their team built and Bryn Forbes, Lonnie Walker the fourth. Marco Bellinelli, guys like that are hovering around the perimeter and DeMar DeRozan making those passes around that. And the Spurs, at the end of the game, their leading scorer was DeMar at 14 points. So it was just so many different players chipping in in this game. And it was the Spurs seeing how the Raptors play defense, knowing that they're eventually going to get it to one open guy one way or the other. And that meant that the Spurs weren't just going to one guy repeatedly for offense. They were they were getting a litany of um, people chipping in, and that what that led to was the Raptors not being able to stop them for a little bit of point in time in that second quarter and that third quarter. The third quarter in which that the, the Spurs rattled off, I think, eight out of ten threes made. And I think spanning together those quarters, they had a 20-12 to 12 run. That really helped get them back in the game. And while the Spurs, they were running it up on the Raptors and they were starting to get back into the game, it's important that Serge Ibaka, I think, had a a great game off the bench and that his defense, I thought, was pretty good. In a game where the Raptors, I thought, they played pretty weak defense in the middle two quarters. It was The Spurs were just passing around them. The dribble penetration was not really contested heavily. The Spurs got to where they wanted to on the court. Their passes found the right guys after that. And so the start of the game, that malaise, But in the fourth quarter, the Raptors, they picked it back up again. But in those middle two quarters, the Raptors definitely allowing a lot of penetration, a lot of passing. And while that was happening on the other end, you have Serge Ibaka, who is reliable and can get baskets on the inside and can keep the Raptors afloat. Kyle Lowry also having a really good eye for being able to draw free throws, draw fouls, I should say, four free throws, have a good nose for the rim, whether it's in transition or in the half court, being able to get to the bucket, sometimes whether it's 
bowling over Lonnie Walker the fourth, or just drawing a foul on Marcus Aldridge, who's a bit lazy with his hands, has him low. Lowry can rip through that. These are the things he's able to do, keep the Raptors afloat. But that third quarter, it was tough for the Raptors. And that, you know, if you allow the other team to shoot 80% from downtown and hit eight of them, that's 24 points right there. And that's without even scoring a basket in the paint. And they went into the fourth quarter up 86 to 85. And that was cutting it close because this is, you know, they were up by 19. This is mimicking what happened on January 12th where the Spurs, they came back down from 18, I believe, and they ended up winning that game 105 104, this game finishes 110-106. Maybe the little bump in pace is what did it for the Raptors, but I think it was eventually 97-89 to for the Spurs, and if not for an 8-0 run, a personal 8-0 run from Marcus All, two triples, and a beautiful fadeaway over top of Jakob Pertl getting the Raptors back even at 97. That I don't, I don't know how this game turns out for the Raptors. It seems like it would be a, uh, a loss, but... Powell stepped in for a triple. The Raptors figured it out. They got it going down the stretch. Pascal Siakam got the ball a little more. He's drawing a lot of attention. He finished with 35 after scoring 25 in that first quarter. So not not super, super prolific in the middle quarters or even in the fourth. But he did his thing. He was still drawing all that attention. Fred Van Vliet spotting up and relocating off the top of his attention. Getting open for a three. Hitting some big shots down the stretch. And the Raptors were able to pull away. And so they do. They win in San Antonio for the first time since 2007. And on this weird day in basketball, they get a win, their seventh win in a row. And, you know, it looks like they're probably going to be able to get the second seed going into the All-Star game. Nick Nurse probably going to coach the All-Star game. The Raptors, you know, this is a big thing for them. So it's a weird day, but getting the win, all the things that come with it, very good for the Raptors, an encouraging performance from Pascal Siakam. There was certainly a lot of pop in his game today, which I'm not so sure we've seen a ton of that since he came back from injury. You know, it was a lower body injury. He wasn't able to maintain some of his A conditioning and that explosiveness that's so important to his game. So just getting that back in form and the legs and how they correspond to the jump shot Seeing him start out 5 for 7, he finished 5 for 11 in the game from downtown, but 5 for 7, super encouraging. And seeing that, you know, that's important for the Raptors. And of course, because he, he does profile as their superstar going forward. Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, who's more important to the team right now is certainly, it's a conversation. Kyle Lowry is fantastic, but going forward, Pascal Siakam is the guy who profiles as the superstar and they're going to need him to act as such in the playoffs. So, a game like this, a start like this for him was was super nice to see, and, and you love to see it, quite frankly. The Reggie Evans Award for this game goes to Serge Ibaka. I thought that without his contributions, the Raptors would be really hard-pressed to win this game. The way that he was grinding for defensive rebounds, closing out defensive possessions, and really pressing the Spurs on their own defensive glass, and his dependability to score in that 16 feet to 3-foot range is really important for the Raptors because sometimes you can't get all the way to the rim. Sometimes you do need that release valve in the offense, and that's Serge Ibaka. He's been doing that for some time. Four assists. He was passing out of pressure really well. I thought it was a good game from him. The rebounds were nice, and he, you know, Jakob Pertl, I think Raptors fans should know how impressive he is, even though he doesn't receive a lot of fanfare or attention. He's a hell of a good defender, especially 
you know, as a bench big, he's, I love watching Jakob Pertl. He's fast, he's strong, he's intelligent. And Serge Ibaka, it's not an easy thing to outplay Jakob Pertl, but he did so, and he, he was able to win those minutes for the Raptors at different times. And that was a big deal. That was big for Serge Ibaka to do. And so that's why he gets the Reggie Evans Award. The top quick reaction comment from Suspicious Mind says, Raptors and Spurs honor Kobe by each holding the ball for 24 seconds, which was Kobe's number. First shot of the game gets stuck on the top of the backboard directly under the 24-second shot clock. Coincidence? Not if you knew Kobe. Yeah, that was super weird. I haven't seen that in a long time. Usually, you know, they de- they design those backboards so that the ball comes off the back of it and it won't stick up top. But for some reason, that Kyle Lowry shot, it hung up there. It was a weird occurrence for sure. So maybe a signal of something greater watching or paying attention. Whatever you ascribe that to, whatever's most meaningful for you, I hope that that's what's true. And uh, But thank you very much for listening. I'll be here for the next game. I hope that the news today didn't trouble you too much. And if it did, I hope you start feeling better, whether you're getting into this in the morning or at night. Have a blessed day and goodbye. The Home Depot has holiday savings of up to 40% on select appliances, like a Whirlpool four-door French door refrigerator for just $15.98. It's perfect for a busy kitchen full of helping hands. That's where its fingerprint-resistant stainless steel finish really shines. Order online and get free delivery. Holiday appliance shopping improved. Up to 40% off select appliances. Now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Continental U.S. only. While supplies last. Valid through December 2nd. Free delivery on orders $396 or more. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee. Ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply.